Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's me, the real one true host of this show, Ben. Wow. Over here. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're not even going for like co-host. You were going for one true host. I don't, you know... Every week we do the bingo card here on the show and I always there's so often on my card is the guys argue about the one true host and I'm like what a free square we do this every week but it's been like weeks and there's been no there's been no arguing so, so you're gaming so your own I'm bingo just, board I'm gaming the bingo board Ben I'm, I'm just trying to read I, maybe I'm trying to like uh, I feel like maybe it's gotten a little dormant maybe people have stopped caring that I'm not the one true host when they really should. Because, I mean, you know, they have the opportunity to, to change this if they want to. They can go to the Patreon. They can vote for Jazzy J. Bold of you to yeah. assume. Yeah. Bold of you to assume. Well, I'm, being, I'm feeling bold, Ben. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I will let you have it. I will let you have it. And, and, and whilst on uh, word of bingo board, I feel like in the past few weeks, I actually can't keep a, a proper recollection. But why don't we kick off with a nice corny joke? <gasps> At the beginning of the, before the 20 minute mark? Before. I know. Wow. Wow. We're early. We're, We're early. early. All right. Let's, okay. This feel, it feels so old school this week. We're arguing. We have an early corny joke. Let's hear it. I know. I know. It's like the good old days of the pop. Wow. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So this corny joke comes from Braden Cope, who says, why was the can crusher so sad? Why was the can crusher so sad? I don't know, Ben. Why was he? Because his job was so depressing. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you get it? You get, get it? Because it depresses cans. Yeah. Exactly. There was more air in there and then pff, gone. <laughs> gone. Now now a nice flat puck. Yeah, nice okay. flat puck. I, I actually, I did want to kick off with this because I also had so much to say, so much follow-up from last week. Because, yeah. Because at the tail end of the episode, we had uh, you and I an argument about whether or not my my new can crusher which is which is like an air powered pneumatic can crusher yeah. was a was a good decision 
or if the the manual can crushing with the handle is the superior method. It's it seemed like we had two discussions. One was whether or not having a can shoot to the basement and having a collection bin, which you then transferred over to the can crusher was one. But then also, yeah, whether or not having a, a manual lever pull can crusher versus just a button push can crusher. Yes. Yes. Let's focus on that one. Let's focus on that one. Yeah. Let's Because I'm going to do the other one anyway. That's, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's like, mean, this is what it was like. Right. I decided I was like, you know, this is it, there, there was a part of me. It was almost like, I feel like I really desperately want people to be like, Ben, that's a great idea. Like, yeah, for sure. Do that. And nobody said that at all. <laughs> I had no support. Everybody <laughs> the, was like, the important thing is that it brings you joy, Ben. And I think that's exactly, exactly it. Yeah. This, this is one of those, those instances where I was like, you know what, you know what? And the other thing too, is that sometimes if you're going to have an idea, that's an, or not already an idea, it's almost like buying a stock before it's valuable um, you know, it's like, it's like if, if Tesla stock shoots up through the roof and you look at it and you're like, man, why didn't, of course I knew this was going to happen. I knew I like, of course it was going to get more. Why didn't I buy it then? Why? It was like, look, look at how, how well I would have done look but, at this, but now I'm, I'm validated. I was right, but I didn't buy it. So now it's like, now, now I've already missed the boat entirely. My goodness. So I was like, I, I have like, tr- I've maybe started to cling on to this idea of like, okay, if it's not already a popular idea, then it's like this is in some ways like your opportunity to legitimately be ahead of the curve because if it's already widely accepted yeah then it's like well then you're already behind the curve so if you want to be that trailblazer that that recycling maestro of a person yeah then then you gotta you gotta dude i i just had this very experience in a very niche way okay lay it on me okay so you know, as you know, I've been getting into the Pokemon trading card game. I You have not brought it up a single time. I haven't brought it up. That's surprising because I feel like you've been sort of getting into it with me as well here. Maybe I, not so much as in the playing, more on the collecting side of more, things. I know, but that's what makes yeah. our partnership so great. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, go, it's going well. But so anyway, I've been playing, I've been playing online and I feel like many uh, players will have like a, a specific card or like an idea that they're just like, I'm determined to make this work. Like this yeah. is like, I, I know, no, no one's playing this but i'm gonna like i i like this and i want it to work yes and so the the card that like grabbed my attention in this way is called is uh is the pokemon gardevoir okay so it's the big version of it it's gardevoir v max and i like i love i love the ability it's just like this big wall of a pokemon and it keeps healing itself and it's super annoying and i'm like i this is fun i'm gonna i'm gonna make this work and i had like built up a deck which is like you know, no one plays it it's not competitive really or anything okay. but the latest set just came out and a bunch of support for psychic Pokemon was in this like the new set and I was like you know what no one's gonna think of this because no one's played Gardevoir like at all at all but but I think with all this support, it is actually going to be pretty good, and no one's going to think of it because no one's playing it because it's not it's not good yet. So, so, so people people aren't going to be responding from like uh, I think the way you refer to it is like the meta because yeah. it's like if you if you already know some of like the key the key pieces the key details the key strategies it's like as something new comes out it is very easy to apply the lens of like oh this is going to make that even better now right but this is people aren't paying attention to this card because it's already not competitive it's already not competitive but because you looked at it yeah you're like hang on now hang right. on it's gonna i think it can work i think it's gonna be good and so we actually just made a, a video over on the super carlin gaming channel where like um 
I invited another uh, TCG YouTuber, Poketuber, Poketuber, to like help me build the deck, and then he played the deck on his channel. And it was a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite channels to watch. But um, he asked me ahead of time, like, what what kind of deck do you want to build? And I was like, you know, it might be fun to do like Gardevoir VMAX, or I don't know, if we could do something a little more like mainstream, like Eternatus or something like that. And he was like, and uh, he was like, yeah, let's go with the Eternatus. Like completely just like steamrolled past the other one. Which oh, is no. like, I was like, that's fine. Cause I'm like feeling way out of my league anyway. Like, okay, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I know this is like my little chase side project deck over here. Sure, but, sure. But then on his own channel, not like two weeks later, it was like, guess what? V- Gardevoir VMAX is good now. And I was like, ah, I knew it. Ah, and he goes so over and close. it's like, it got like, Set, you know, it got like sixth place in some big tournament in Japan or something, you know, X number of people who played it. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway. Exactly. Exactly. People, and, and the moral of the story is that before long, everybody's going to have a can shoot in their kitchen. <laughs> that's that's all I, I heard. That's exactly the moral of that story. It's all I heard. Yeah. Anyway, so back to can crushers okay. because, you know, because, yeah, because there was, there was abundant feedback on it. The thing that I was blown away by is I was actually quite surprised that even if at some point in time this is what I did like about can crushing I feel like it's like it's in my rear view yeah uh, but so many people talk about like the cathartic experience associated with with the crushing of the can it's yes. like it's literally like the like the impact of of pulling the lever and watching it like crumple before your mm-hmm. eyes yes I understand yeah so it's like it, it, I mean I understand it completely because I I demoed my kitchen um for the renovations that we had going on back in March and I do remember that feeling like yes I, got, I, I can't believe this isn't a bigger deal to you Ben destroyer of things destroyer of things I yeah. know well and yeah so that that day at the end of it after like pulling all this like plaster and tile and wood lath and everything like you know from the room i was like who could be mad today who could be mad who could be mad like i literally almost called my contractor and was like hey hey if if you ever need help on a saturday doing demo give me a call just give me a call so like like i'll bring my my own sledge if someone had come over and was like you know ben it looks like you're having a lot of fun with that sledgehammer but but how about this? I could just push this button and it will just like blow the walls off in the exact same fashion. And it would be like faster. Would you want me to do that instead? See, I still think that that would be unbelievable and awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I, st- I could still see like, I mean, it's, it's like, I don't know if you've ever watched a, um, like a, like a video of a building that has been like, has been specifically set for demolition yeah. and they've gone through and they've, they've put like explosives like all through it. And it's like, they'll like, they'll hit the thing and it's like, dude, do, do, do. Yeah. And it like goes up from the bottom, like up to the top. And then the whole thing just like collapses down and it's like, <gasps> Whoa, so cool. Yeah. Um, like to me, there is something still like immensely satisfying about that particular, like kind of demolition, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I think what it came back to for me is how much, how much like more volume of aluminum you could pack into your individual like can or bag or like, you know, whatever you're putting all of your, your crushed cans into where it's like, you know, in un, like, otherwise you could maybe fit like a hundred cans into like a, like a standard kitchen trash bag. Let's just say I, I could be completely off. This okay. Is, yeah. This just, is, just numbers. My, my total guesstimate, but it's like, now you could fit like, like 400 in there and it's like whoa now i'm right. like now i'm like letting this like small space go so much further right the so exciting more. part is the space saved it's the efficiency of the thing like right. and, and i do think that there is something appealing to me about efficiency oh ben 
you're talking to the right person. However, I will make this argument to you that whether or not you use a pneumatic can crusher or a hand lever can crusher, you could fit the same number of cans in the final container, right? That, that is that is okay. true, ultimately. I, and I would still <coughs> pretty fiercely make the argument that I think that the, the pneumatic can crusher would be uh, substantially faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do stand by that. I think that that would be... That o- would only because true. your can crusher is unable to be near your trash can. Well, and I mean, yeah. So it's like, I think that the the attached... I think that's why I like, like I'm like building like a system... I guess in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's funny because I get like so weirdly inspired by um, it's, it's almost like maybe the generation before our parents generation. Like they, they, I have found like through all of like my, you know, like aquarium maintenance stuff or just going like to friends houses or moving into an older house. And like, there's like these remnants of this small little efficiency that someone came up with. Like, um, our friend Trey, when he moved into his house, there was a, there was a, a storage area that the previous owner had for like all of the misfit, like screws and nails and fasteners and stuff. And what he had literally done was taken like jars and screwed the lid into like the side of a, of a, like a, a slanted piece of like plywood or whatever. And then all of the screws were in there and you could just literally screw the jar like into the, the lid which was screwed to the surface. Right. You know, and it's like, oh my gosh, like everybody has leftover screws from that one project where you're like, I don't really, like a, it feels wrong to throw away like eight screws, but like also what am I ever going to use them for? And then, mm-hmm. and then sometime in the future, you need that one obscure screw and you're kind of like, hang on a second. Mm-hmm. And for me, I have like a plastic Ziploc bag that I've literally had for like 13 years that right. has all of my collected like variant screws. Yeah. And so like whenever I go digging through it, it's a huge pain in the butt. So when I saw this guy's like jaw system i was like whoa that's pretty good and so i think i think for me that's almost like the way that i'm like imagining this was is going so far as to have like specifically like a workbench that i have like built in my basement for other efficiency purposes um but like amongst those is the fact that i've also got this cool little like contraption right like which is then readily fed by just my normal everyday behavior upstairs yeah does that make sense i suppose so let me ask you this so you're saving all this space in terms of what you can fit into the final container Mm -hmm. but do you not now need two containers no you don't need two containers like one to catch the cans and one for the cans to land in Oh, after they're crushed that is reasonable yeah that is reasonable you wouldn't yeah in that regard you would need two cans okay you would need two cans um and so i mean and the first container could only ever service uncrushed cans correct right correct but the the big thing for me and this was i got a bunch of emails about this as well because people were like how many cans are you going through i only go through like two cans a week and i was like okay let me i think (laughs) that there was one thing that i was kind of like i go through way more cans than you do apparently like and i i don't think that i would have thought that i go through an abundance of cans this is a tricky thing isn't it yeah i was at the doctor this morning like one of the questions is like do you drink a lot of coffee and i'm like well i mean define a lot exactly yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah i don't think so i drink like two to three cups of coffee a day like i don't know if to like a pr- to pr- medical professional more than one is a lot yeah you know exactly. what i mean like it's like it's three a lot define a lot 10 10 a lot <laughs> right you exactly know, what yeah. do you mean <laughs> right well and I, I told people so like i think in 2013 or 2014 somewhere in that range i was doing i was doing yard work at your house and like we were in the backyard and we were just like you know doing all this stuff we were like ripping up all these shrubs and stuff and I, it was like 
real hot and and uh your wife beth came out with a lacroix can yeah and i remember i was like up till this point i had like sort of almost um resisted the idea of canned water thinking that like the aluminum can yeah would overpower the like the flavor of it dude i for a very long time felt the same way i remember one day we were at our uh our old ymca yeah and i got like a i wanted a water from the vending machine and i think they were like out on the bottle side but it so happened that there was a can vending machine you could get like a can of dasani or something and i was like okay and i got that and it wasn't like sparkling water i think it was just like tap water just, in a can tap yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was terrible it just it, tasted like aluminum but i was like this is the worst idea ever right and right. uh now but now yeah i drink liquor like right now right now this moment i'm drinking uh, a spindrift sparkling water there you go not not yeah. brought to you by not um, sponsored but so okay so yeah so i had this moment where you know beth hands me this can and i was like i mean i was so thirsty that it was like anything was going to be fine so i was like okay let me kick it back and i was like <gasps> amazing no. and like basically that day i went straight cold turkey on drinking like any dark sodas at all wow whereas like prior to that i would have probably and again this is like where i felt like i drink a lot of soda i drank like three cans of like coca-cola a day it feels I, like a lot it, it feels like a lot yeah. but I, i've talked to other people who are like no i drink like a 12 pack a day and i was like what that is that feels like a lot a to 12 me. pack of coke a day yes wow you know what i don't i mean i think that's a lot i i would agree it, i think it feel, that's a lot it feels like a lot um but so <laughs> Anyway, I mean, yeah, so, so there's this like relativity of like, you know, what, what, what are you accustomed to? And so in our household right now, like I drink, I drink LaCroix at home fairly frequently. I would say I drink like a few of them a day. It's yeah. like, if I go, if I go get, get a drink, like while watching a movie or whatever, like that's usually what I'm getting. Yeah. Um, and Alice right now has been like, you know, her, her pregnancy cravings have been slightly all over the place. But one of the things that's been really helpful for her is like Dr. Pepper, ah. um, which I, I've actually heard that there's like something about like cola syrup that actually is like good at breaking up nausea but that's a, that's a completely other a, other story but so the point is is that i would not think it was a far cry to assume that we produce five cans a day okay you know so what's that then 35 cans a week yeah you know which would easily fill the recycling bin that resides underneath my my cabinet in my kitchen and i I think this is this is like the new issue that i just recently discovered because this has never been a problem for me because i just had freestanding trash cans that were just larger Mm. and so before i I wasn't really that fussed about it because it just didn't fill up that quickly because it was a bigger trash can and so now the the real reason that i stumbled on this is because it's because it is physically smaller so it, it does fill up very quickly. Okay. And so how much smaller? Like when you say like a small trash can, are you talking like a like a bathroom size trash can? No, so it's like I think that your typical like kitchen trash can is 13 gallons mm-hmm. and I think this one is 7. Okay. So it's like it's it's not quite half the size, but it is close. I see. And so I think that that's been a a, a significant portion of the inspiration for this is I could go and get like a like a like a physical outdoor trash can to put in my basement where there's a plethora of space. Mm-hmm. And have all the cans drop in there. And then that wouldn't fill up fast for me at all. Right. You know, this, the, all of a sudden you might have something where it's like a once a, once a month type of just like, oh, I'll just go through and just like hammer all those out real fast. 
and it'll be done. Right. And so I, to me, that was like a big portion of like the, the rationalization of, of how to streamline this particular chore for me. But the other thing too, that I thought about is like, I constantly am extremely aware of the barriers to entry to doing any given task. So like, I think we've talked before about how like my washer and dryer are coming from my basement up to like just the main floor of my house and how for me, I feel like it's going to be a massive game changer in doing the chore of laundry because I literally took it one floor up. Oh, it's going to be huge. Exactly. And, and so I think that this is, it's kind of like, okay, it's, it's, it's doing any chore and realizing how you can make it just like just that much easier. And then therefore, less of an obstacle to actually completing it. And and similarly, I feel like this is, this is the case with like so many hobbies or activities or, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, new, new jobs, careers, whatever, like the easier and faster your pathway is to being able to start doing that thing, the more likely it is that you're actually going to follow through with doing it. Right. And, and like, you know, so for, for me right now, like one of the things that like I've, I've wanted to do for a very long time is just learn to play the guitar. Mm. And it's like, it's one of those things that is like, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, it's like if I were to be like, oh, I'm going to go build the desk, it'd be like, okay, well, I know how to do that. You know? So it's like it, the barrier to entry for me to going and building a desk is like just having enough time in the need for a desk. Yeah. You know, and then I could go downstairs and just like start hammering away. And it's like, I know where all my tools are. I know what type of screws to use. I knew like, you know, like I have the, like the glue for it, you know, whatever the case may be. It's like, I I have everything I need right there for me. So now it's just a matter of like setting it all up. Um, but similarly in that example, if I had like a workshop, then the barrier would be even lower because all my tools would be ready set up. Right. You know, like they're, they're all like, they're all charged. They're all ready to go. They're all neatly organized. All my screws are in jars attached to lids, Mm -hmm. which are screwed in. Um, but like with the guitar there, it's a couple of things where it's like, I am so ridiculously like, it's not even the cost, but the cost is one of these things. It's like a, a guitar could be hundreds of dollars. Right. Even if you're buying like a, like an, like an entry level guitar, which isn't necessarily the the (coughs) biggest barrier, but it is a barrier. But then it's also like, I don't even know what the best brand is. I don't know what the best one is. I don't know if there is like a go-to starter guitar that people get, you know? And so it's like, okay, so like, and then that's a barrier. And then for me, it's like, I don't, I know how to read music a little bit from like middle school. Yeah, like I, I played percussion in middle school. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Like every good boy does fine, and face F A C E mm-hmm. are like the like the the uh, acronyms or whatever for how like each of the the, yeah, the thing, notes on the staff and the, stuff. Yeah, exactly. All the words that I couldn't pull out of my head right. notes on the staff and yeah. stuff. <laughs> so it's like I, I know like small details, but I also okay. So like I I also don't know where to start. And so it's like because I have this like hill in front of me. It's like I've never been able to get just enough momentum and motivation to get over that hill. But like if you were to approach me like after we recorded the pop and you were like, dude, it was so funny you brought up playing guitar. I've always wanted to play. Should we do it together? Then it would be like, boom, motivation. Boom. And it's like, it's like that small push is like all that was really needed to like get me like up to that hump. But otherwise the hump is a big enough barrier that I still haven't done it despite expressing interest in doing it for literally years now. Yeah. And 
So I guess I, I'm like taking that logic as much as I possibly can and applying it to like my to the things that I, I most dislike doing and then attempting to figure out how I can like hack my own brain into a way that I'd be more willing to do all of these things. I think the end the end solution here is that because you're so excited about it, it will motivate you to do it, even if it is not actually the most efficient way of sure. doing it. Sure. You know, like, I mean, uh, and and that might end up with you. Ha- if it if the end result, even if you invent a less efficient way to do it, is that you end up doing it more often, then you've still sort of solved a problem. Well, and I, I certainly think that that's, yeah, I, that's certainly true. Yeah. It's like, I mean, even if you can find a way to do something and it's like, like, for example, if, if it made it way more fun for you to put a basketball hoop on the back of your trash can and you were like, oh, okay, like now I'm just going to, you know, sh- shoot the can into the hoop every time. And it's like, this is a way slower way to throw things away. But now I have fun doing it. Right. You know, and it's like, yeah, you're, you're exactly right in that particular regard. It's like not very efficient, but it is fun. Yeah. And fun means it gets done. And getting it done. And before it wasn't getting done at all. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yes. So anyway, I mean, I I think that it was very interesting to me, I think, because I I thought, yeah, I think it was very interesting to me that the feedback was so specifically like this is unnecessary and not a good idea. And it's way more fun to crush the can. Well, it absolutely is. But, you know, that's your loss. You know, you do you, Ben. (laughs) You are such a jerk. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I can't wait to come see your can shoot whenever it's done. Thank you. I'm going to make you pick the next topic. Okay, great. So you talked about stuff that you've been like wanting to do for years and have not uh, been able to like push yourself over the hill on. I've got something that I've been trying to do for like 20 years. Haven't been able to bring myself to do it. And uh, that is to purchase a uh, can of WD-40. (laughs) (laughs) Just go borrow ads. (laughs) It's probably the same one. Right, yeah. yeah. It's the same and one. The same one's kids. been under the sink for like 20 years. Right, it's rusted. <laughs> it's right there. The little straws. It's probably missing, but. It's probably you know. missing. Yeah. Or, or like split or something. <laughs> I know. Right, the little comes up. And this is, I do not know what about this exact product has a little like hump in front of it yeah. for me. I think because it's like whatever, whatever you need to fix with WD 40 is like by definition not a very big deal. Yeah. You know, like what you're fixing is a, like a creaky door right or something like that most of the time and most of the time i think like i either i completely forget i need it except for like whatever tiny little creak that is bothering me like in the moment and i'm like i should i should get like i should open my phone right now and just order it and i'm like nah never mind it's not worth it you know it's like is it is it is it worth because it's like uh it's it, is it worth like the 15 dollars to order it to my house or is it like, or it also feels like I need to go all the way to the store to get this can. Like there's no chance. I'm not going all the way to the store for this one thing. Yeah. Cause like, that's how the hardware store always is. It's like, it feels like it's a massive store and you're there for one thing. Yeah. And yeah. And it's <clears> like, <throat> it, it is so it's like, it was like on the bottom shelf just somewhere. Yeah. Right. And you're like, I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to drive all the way there. I'm going to have to wander around. I'm going to feel like I don't know what I'm doing because I don't know where it is. And then I'm going to walk out of this huge place with a tiny thing. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't like it. I don't like it. It, it. I mean, it's it, it is actually hilarious to me because I feel like this is exactly the example of something I was just talking about. Is is like the the barrier is so small. Yeah. But then also there's the fact that it's like if if you just 
had the can in your house yeah. and you knew where it was. Oh, that's the other th- that is the other thing. I'm convinced even if I get the can, I will never be able to find it. Yes. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like one of those objects that it's like it is determined to not be findable. Right. It's like uh I, this is another weird one. I, I I wonder if other people had this. I went and bought um Sudafed one day. Okay. So you know, just like to, to treat symptoms of Sudafed. And I was like, as I was buying it, I was just like, there's no way I'm going to be able to continuously find this. I'll be able to take it the first time and that's it. And, and then it will just <laughs> and be then gone. It, it will, like I, I'm looking at the package and I'm like, this is one of those things. This is a lost object. Like I'm holding it now, but the moment I put it down somewhere, it will be gone for, it will be lost to time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is, so it's, I have, I have a, a prime example of this as well, which is the, uh, the fuel additive that I use for my leaf blower and chainsaw, uh, which when I bought like five years ago, I was like, give me like a 12 pack. Like, give me, I want more than enough because eventually I will run out. And when I run out, these machines will be useless to me. <laughs> that's yeah. like, that's it. Because I will be convinced that anything else that I buy will be the wrong kind and will ruin them anyway. And so like, these are tools that I very frequently use and it's lasted me such a long period of time. But like just this past weekend, I used my second to last one and I was Uh-oh. like, oh no. Like, am I about <clears throat> to no longer have oh, use of no. my chainsaw and leaf this blower? Is, this is like, um, the thing is, I th- this is something where I think stuff like Amazon or Sears maybe <laughs> was a is a has been a great solution like um the the filter on my refrigerator like you know you get the little alarms it's like the filters out and I'm like well that's it we just don't have a <laughs> like not, like you know what there's it's it's not that I wouldn't change it it's that it's impossible because you can't where do you even get them yeah I'm like what am I supposed to go into Amazon and type the model number and it'll just be there and it's like oh it is cool well I was gonna say yeah that's exactly, exactly how, it how it works yeah yeah, yeah. why, why didn't you think to go and buy the WBZGGJBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBWBW
everything in my house is going to be so smooth. <laughs> yeah, everything's going to be so slick. But it, the other thing that like is the um, what tipped me over the edge is the door to the twins' room is this like creak. And normally with doors, like it's like whatever, it's not a huge deal if it like creaks or something. But on theirs in particular, it uh, will wake them up. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like you, you can't have that. <clears throat> yeah, and normally the solution to like a really slow door like or, or door like this is that you go really slow and you're just like, I'll just take forever to open this door as long as those babies stay asleep. But this, the uh, it is the opposite is true. Is that if you want the creek to go away, you have to go really fast. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which wouldn't be such a big deal. It's like I can do it. I can like do it fast enough to like make the door not do the creak. The problem is that if you open the door that fast, it creates that weird like vacuum suction in the room and that will wake them up. Oh. So I am trapped between a vacuum and a squeaky door place. Uh, yeah. It's a classic conundrum. A classic conundrum, people, are, people are constantly struggling with this yeah. very thing. <laughs> exactly. So this is why I, I finally needed the WD-40 and I still don't have it, <laughs> even though I've ordered it. And yeah. it's so annoying. Maybe it'll come. Maybe I'll get home today and, it will, and I'll post a picture on the Patreon if it happens. And be like, yes. Be like, you guys don't even, you can't imagine yes. the relief. Well, I'm, I'm holding out hope for you. Yeah. 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 Great example of a, uh, of a, of a small mound in your way from actually accomplishing something. Yes, it is. Uh, it's turning into a much bigger, a much bigger mound. Yeah. I get it. I yep. get it. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben, new question for you. Okay. Lay it on me. Okay. So, uh, once upon a time we were flying, uh, flying somewhere and I believe we landed in the Charlottesville airport. And it so happened that the book I was listening to at the time was crazy rich Asians. Okay. Yeah which yeah. was a really fun movie. And I was like, oh man, maybe I'll read the book. And so I did. So I was listening to it on the plane. And um, one of the very like fun uh, things that these super crazy rich people do is they're like down in Australia or something. And they're like the the groom and his best man are having a, a chat on a dock somewhere. And he brings them out a drink called a flat white. Okay. Are you familiar with this drink? I'm familiar with it. Yeah. It's like a coffee drink. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. But, For but people good, listening at home. Good clarification. Yeah. If you don't know, a flat white is a coffee drink. It's got like the foam on top. It's like extra fine micro bubbles or something. Naturally. Naturally. I'm not sure what separates it that much from like most other coffee drinks that have foam on the top, but it's its own thing. And I think it like was invented in Australia or whatever. So we land at the airport and we're like getting a coffee in between flights and we're at the Starbucks and I look up and on the menu and oh my gosh, there it is a flat white. And I'm like, I'm going to try this. Like I was just listening to it and now it's here. Yeah. Amazing. Apparently this is a thing. Super rich people drink. I can have it myself. Look at you go. Look at me go. Look at me being fancy. It's, it's like one of those <laughs> like odd things. I always think about this with, with cellular phones in particular is that yeah. like, it's like the best cellular phone you can buy just the, I mean, not not to say that they're not expensive because they most certainly are, but it's not like there's a sports car when it comes to like the greatest iPhone. Right. Like, there's not like a, there's not like a thirty thousand dollar iPhone. Right. To where it's like oh like you know it's like we I can't I can't quite get the the candy apple red you yeah. know convertible version of it. I just have the regular one that works. Yeah. It, just fine. You know it's like it, so I, I think it's always funny when you find like these things where it's like the absolute best one available. It's like. Is, is just also achievable beyond crazy rich 
people. Right. And so flat white now right there with the iPhone as another example of these things. You can go to Starbucks right now and try a flat white. So anyway, I got it at the airport. And uh, ever, ever since then, every time we are at an airport getting coffee, I will always get this drink. A flat white. A flat white. But I will never order it in like regular everyday life. It has become like a travel airport coffee order. Interesting. You know, like okay. I, so, so it's like, it's like you're, you've so associated it now with the airport environment that it's like, if like, that is, that is like the place. Right. But anywhere else is not, it's not like the option. Yeah. Like I'm not like when I, when I, you know, drive through Starbucks, which is not that often, but it's not like, uh, I'm not like, Oh yeah, this is, this is, this is, even though I really enjoy it, it's not like a, yeah, I'll get one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like, I have, it has been like, what is what compartmentalized into like, this is a travel only beverage, even though I could have it whenever you could yeah. see it's, it's actually like, I'm similar in this particular capacity. Like whenever we are traveling for work or we're going anywhere or like someone's like, Hey, can we get you a coffee? And they're like, how do you take it? And I'm like, just, just like, just black is fine. You know, just like, I, I think that I'm so fearful of it being even remotely an inconvenience to the mm-hmm. person to have to like do anything to the cup other than fill it up that I'm just like, no, 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 black's fine. But it's like at home. And the thing is, is that it actually is fine. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not like, you know, I don't get it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm like, I, I, I didn't want to inconvenience now them. I, so, now yeah. what do I do with this? Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to drink this, yeah, you no. know, it may as well be a raisin. <laughs> I don't like raisins. Um, but, but, um, the point here being that like, it it is kind of funny because it's like when I'm the same way, whenever I'm traveling or whenever we are out in the world, it's like black coffee, pretty much like almost without fail. But then at home, I will, I will never drink just a black coffee. Right. Like I'm, we own a coffee company and even still like, I'm, I feel like it's such a thing that like, there's almost this like purist view that like black coffee is like the way that you're supposed to, like it's the ideal way to drink a coffee. Right. Like this is what you're supposed to be working towards. Yes. Yes. There are, there are certain like things like this that I don't know why in my brain it's like, this is the, what you're like, I feel like, yeah, you're supposed to be working towards black coffee and you're supposed to be working towards like IPAs or hotter, spicier sauce or uh, bourbon neat bourbon neat. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. like, it's like, it's like not, not a mixed drink. And no ice even. It's like you're you're supposed to be able to simply appreciate the the thing before you. I would even say uh, like like red wine versus white wine. Oh. I, don't, I don't know why. And it's, yes, I agree. I I I almost said red wine, and I was like, is that one? No, I think you're right. Yeah. It, but it's like none of that. None of that is true. Yeah. It is like it even says on our bag of coffee, like enjoy this however you want. Exactly. You know, it's like yeah. that's the point. As long as you're enjoying it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's like if you if you're getting your wings, it's like are, who who is sitting there scoffing at you for not ordering spicy enough sauce on chicken? Yeah, you know, it, right, right, right. Yeah, <clears throat> and I, I when you said that one, I was like, I was kind of curious about it because um, I know that as a kid or, or like maybe like as like a high school student, um, ve- very unintentionally, I kind of like I had like a I guess a go to kind of date that I would go on. Which was B dubs and the moves, B dubs, uh, the movies, <clears throat> and then Maggie Moo's ice cream, mm-hmm. which usually meant hot wings, popcorn, and ice cream. Yeah, which is just a digestive 
nightmare. It's a lot of texture. It's a lot of flavors. It's a whole bunch of things yeah. that are not great. And very, very frequently, we would have a cross-country meet the next morning. Yeah. And I, I remember for the longest period of time just thinking that it was like I had like a huge nerves issue when it came to competing in cross country. Right. It was like, I would like wake up and I'm like, man, like I have like knots in my stomach and like, I'm not feeling good. And you know, it was like, you want to know what it probably was? All of the stuff that you eat every single Friday night. Yeah. Not, not every Friday night. That right. would be ridiculous, but you know, frequently enough. And it was just, I, I don't know. It's like how much of my cross country career was impacted by my horrific date night. Right. Selections. Yeah, rituals here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you need to you need to change it up. Yeah, your um, PR, you're like missing like 30 seconds off that time, you know? I know. Crazy. I know. Man, got to work on that. Mm. Got to work on that. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what 
what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. But what were we talking about? I feel like we 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 dipped away. We were. How do we get into digestion? Uh, oh, wings. That wings. Yes, exactly. So <clears throat> I I remember that was like sort of the thing though is that like I would go and I always felt like the need to order like spicy wings. Like it was almost like a rite of passage. It was almost like like the people at the table would be like, dang, look at this guy. Like getting the you know like you, you ordered like, like wild sauce. Yeah, like like, <laughs> like that's like three down from blazing. Yeah, like, well, look at this kid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's like you know in my head I'm like well it's pure torture. Like I'm I'm dying over I'm here. Dying. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And the other thing is very frequently I would like start sweating and people would like point it out you know and I'm like no 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 it's fine I'm fine I'm good and it's like I'm not fine. It's extremely hot. Right. <laughs> but I'm saving face right now. Right. If I had ordered anything less than this, you'd have thought less of me. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Meanwhile, your friend's enjoying a nice mild wing across from you, and you're like, hey, having fun? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is that, honey barbecue? Can I have one? Yeah. <laughs> Let me just try it. Let me just try it. It'll be, it'll be funny. Yeah. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. If we, funny. If Look we, at me eating a barbecue wig. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the novelty. Right. Oh man. Even that though is, is like one of these things where I feel like there have been things in my life where it was almost like, it was almost like I needed to like turn it into like a like laughable type of like, haha. Yeah. Like let's go. It'd be so ironic to go and do that. And it was actually like, in reality, it was almost like, I really want to go do this thing, but like, I don't know how to do it without like kind of making it feel like, like, like a funny thing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like, like I have like, to do it, but I was sort of like ironically. Exactly. Like, actually, I really want to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. So one of these things, and actually this is a really bad example because it's not something that I would recommend people do mm. uh, for a variety of reasons. But I remembered when I was in high school and I would, I, I would like break out really badly, like just like my skin, right. like super oily. And, and it was just like, it was, I don't know. I felt like embarrassed about it. And I remember somebody telling me one time that like being tan helped clear up these breakouts, clearing up like acne and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. And so it was like, and then I started to notice it. It was like every summer I was like, oh man, this is so frustrating because like not during the school year, I'm fine. But then during the school year when it's not summer and I'm not spending every day, you know, outside in the outside. sun at the pool or whatever, it's like back to breakout season. Great. And so I always wanted to go to like a tanning bed. Oh. Like well, I was always like, you know, this would be like, I was like, I don't want to go to be tan. Like that's not the end goal that I want. What I want is to not break out. And I feel like now I have so associated being tan with not breaking out, but it was also one of those things where I like, I just felt like it would have been. And again, I don't recommend you do this. And I do think it's not a good idea, but at the time I didn't know that. And mostly just thought that it was like unacceptable for me to go and do this thing to go get like a, to go to a tanning bed, to go to a tanning bed, like, because it would have seemed like the underlying reason behind doing it was like vanity. Yeah. Um, whereas like, 
I, I think if, if you were to like really pull that back, like in some level it was, but also the stress associated with, with like, like feeling self-conscious and, and having like, you know, these breakouts every day and like feeling like people, you know, you're like talking to people and you're like watching their eyes and you're like, what, what are you looking at? You know, type of yeah. thing. It was like, realistically, like there, there is a chance that if I could have like just solved this particular problem, then it would have just made me feel way less stressed. And it wasn't so much vanity as it was attempting to like remove a stressor. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. But like, again, the problem is, is that the solution would have been much more problematic in like a different capacity, which is just that going to a tanning bed is not particularly healthy Yeah. for you. Yeah. So not, not a good solution, but also the reason why I wouldn't go, but it, it would have been the kind of thing that like, if we had been out with friends and somebody was like, you know, what we should do tonight. We should, we should go to a tanning bed. I would have been like, Oh my God, that'd be so funny. Let's right. do it. <laughs> like <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. Let's go. Let's just do it. Right, right, and people yeah. would be like, did you get tanned? Like, yeah, we were just like, on a whim. we went and got, we went to a tanning bed just like as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I feel much but better look, about my here's the Here is the other, this is maybe not the best example of it, but like on the other hand, like you totally could have just done it and like who would know i know i know like on, like, uh, on the one hand of course your entire body would be a lightly different shade of color so maybe people would know yeah. but you could i mean at the same time who who were what authority are they on the 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 tenness of your skin yeah, i know you know it's this is like a, like i don't i don't know or even yeah i don't know if they ask you like did you would you go to a tanning bed like what what you know you <laughs> could pretty much just lie and be like no <laughs> no no i i was i was in in the islands <laughs> <laughs> took a weekend trip yeah down to yeah. the islands <laughs> yeah that i can't think of this now. was just be it's so funny you bring up like having a tan because this is exactly the sort of thing you're right like as a kid it was like it was appealing to me to like just have a tan uh-huh. but the uh, it felt like very like not masculine or something to like go like just lay out and become tan. Oh, you know, sure. like, like, Oh yeah, I would love to have a tan, but really the only way to do that in any acceptable way, would to just find a way to exist outdoors with my shirt off. But, uh, in, in a way that isn't just laying on the, the ground, right. <laughs> you right. know, like get to like, like find a way for it to be okay or something. But like, who wouldn't, who would know? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't Other matter. Than, I mean, you know, skin, I mean, you, skin cancer is a thing but whatever spf you know, spf yeah. sunscreen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What, what always blows my mind about this is that like even if i'm wearing sunscreen i feel like if i go out to like eat at like an outdoor bistro table type of you know dining experience yeah even with sunscreen on i will just get burnt to a crisp while I'm sitting there and it'll always be like, you know, from like your sleeve down oh, yeah. or like the back of my neck or like the tops of like, you know, like your, your knees yeah. like from where your shorts weren't like all the way out or whatever. And so like, I'll get home and I'm like, man, you know, we sat out there for like an hour and I'm fried. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll like go to the beach every summer and like specifically be sitting outside, like with my book, you know, like in front of the ocean for hours on end and go inside and be like, I didn't get tan at all. Not, I feel the exact same way. Not even an ounce. It's like, yeah, I'll come over to the beach and be like, well, I guess the sun was just like off this week or something. I don't know. It was, yeah, the sun was <laughs> off. The sun was off. It was not like, having a good day. Was, the sun. I know. Like, it felt light outside. I felt like the sun was up. I could see it. It was light outside. I'm not any tanner. I don't know what the deal is. Meanwhile, yeah, I sat out. I, I mowed the yard last week and I have a sun. My, my whole arms are red. Aggressive yeah. sunburn. Aggressive <laughs> sunburn. What happened, son? I have been bathing in aloe. Yeah. <laughs> 
Maybe yeah. we're just not very good at getting tans. The, 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 the suntan conundrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the suntan. What happens at the beach? Why isn't the sun? Why is, what's it doing? Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, yeah. so here, here's a slightly similar question. Okay, um, fire okay. away. So uh, the, the question is, do you look better to yourself in the mirror or in a photo? And why is it different? Uh, like, like, um, like if I were to go take a picture of myself right now and then also look at myself in the mirror versus looking in the photo. Yeah. It's like, it's like, because when you look at yourself in the mirror, your face is like flipped, I yeah, guess, I guess. Or, or not flipped. It's like, it's like, I think that one way or another there, there is like a, a flipping effect. Like, I don't know if you've ever like turned your, uh, like cell phone camera on to like where it does like flip the orientation so that like you're looking at yourself the exact way that you're looking at the camera. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this. No, when you look in the mirror, you're like, you know, if you're, if you're standing in a, in a room looking at the mirror and there is a wall on your right, the wall is on the person in the mirror's left. Right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. (laughs) Let me, yeah, let me rephrase. Correct. So, and I think that it's the case that this is not how you see yourself in <clears throat> photos, but the way that you see yourself in photos is how other people see you. But the way you see yourself in the mirror is not how other people see you. Oh, interesting. So this is like a symmetry problem. It's like a symmetry problem. And, mm. and I don't know if like to some extent what's happening is that you've always looked at yourself in the mirror to get an assessment of like, how do I look today? Like, you know, so you know your reflection but everybody else knows just what you look like and i there's like one instance in particular that i so specifically remember being like baffled by this and it was when we were making the original logo for super carlin brothers which was like the super like pixelated yeah whatever and we were like taking pictures of our heads yeah that we could then like you know superimpose or whatever and right and try to like piece together mm-hmm. and i remember like we kept seeing the picture of me and i was like that doesn't even look like me like that doesn't look like me. Like look in the mirror. Like I look way different in the mirror than I do in this picture. Like why do I look so weird in the picture? Right. And I don't, maybe this is like the reason why people, it's almost like hearing your voice recorded. Like nobody likes hearing their own voice. Yeah. Um, I don't know if like maybe when you see pictures of yourself, it's like, like, this is the reason that nobody thinks it's a good picture of yourself because it's always, you were seeing you differently than the way that you normally see you. It is, you know, you're right. Cause like, you're right. If you're staring at the mirror, the mirror, it's like, you're right. Let's go back to the, let's go back to the hand on the wall. Okay. Like there's a wall on you, the real person. There's a wall on your right side and a mirror directly in front of you. The person you're staring at in the mirror, it is literally their left hand that is near the wall. Like on their left hand side right. is the wall where yeah. it's on your right hand side. The mirror versus you. The mirror versus you's left hand is near the wall. But if you were to just go put a camera in front of you and then walk in front of it and face the camera, you're taking a picture of your actual left hand. Correct. Whereas in the mirror, you're seeing the reflection of your right hand, which is mirror versus you actual left hand. Whoa. Right. Incredibly trippy. But yes, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. So you're right. It is different. It it's is definitely different because yeah, you you are taking a if you take a picture of you facing the camera, you are taking the left side of you is your left hand, but in the mirror, your left side is your right hand. Right. Ooh, man, weird. It is weird. <laughs> it is weird. So, I've, never, I've never considered this. This is not where I thought you were going with this question. I thought this was going to be like, why do you like like do you look better? 
I thought this was going to be like a do you just like the way you looked in the past versus the way you look now or something sort of question. But no, you're talking about like, yeah, like why you why do you look different? Right. All yeah, things yeah. being equal, assuming the camera is as good as the mirror, which right. is probably another problem. This this happens to me. <clears throat> so like if I were to like take a selfie, the other thing that I've realized about myself is I have like a slight head tilt. So I have like my camera out. So it's like if I take a picture and then look at the picture. It's like it, it's like I'm I can see my head tilting like the wrong way. Oh, this is a problem with glass. This is a, an adjacent problem with glasses, like trying to get a focus through a lens. Like, should I be looking through my glasses? Like if I like should if I'm using if I'm looking through my glasses at the screen okay. and trying to focus the lens on you. If I'm looking at my glasses through the screen, I'm trying to focus. Okay. Right. Like, is it, is it in focus just through my glasses or is it through, or is it actually in focus? Oh, you know what I mean? This is like the trick. I think what you can do is like, hold up. Like if you were to point your camera through your glasses lens and get it to auto focus and then remove the lens, then I think that it will be out of focus because you are using the lens of your glasses to determine what is clear. Right. So I think, I think if I were to, if you have like, if you have bad eyes or whatever, and you're using like, but this is a problem. Then if I'm not wearing my glasses, you know, Uh like if I'm not wearing my glasses and I look through a camera lens and I pull focus with my actual poor vision. Oh yeah. Then will it be until I get the camera to be in focus because you can effectively manipulate the camera lens to act like glasses. Right, right. I was going to say, right. like, your camera is effectively a monocle. Yeah, exactly. So I could, someone with bad eyesight could pull focus. What looks clear to them might actually be wrong. Out of focus. Right? Whoa. Or is, right, is that I, weird? I don't know if that's how optics works, but it feels right. Right? It feels right. <gasps> Every- <laughs> oh my gosh. What an, what an incredibly trippy idea. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's like, it's clear to me. But then the other interesting thing would be like, if, so like, let's say I was taking a home movie, uh, or you were taking a home movie of like Luke walking across the room in front of you. Yeah. And so like you focused with no glasses on, on what was clear, right? Yeah. So then let's say it would be out of focus for me to look at it because I like, because I ha- I have like perfect vision. Right. And so like I would not be aided by the lack of focus by the camera. Right. And you are being aided by the lack of focus of the camera, which is making it in focus for you. Right. Okay. So then the question would be, if you were watching it, like if you were to take that footage and put it on a TV screen, would it then be clear to you on the TV screen, but out of focus to me yeah i think if i yeah however you focused it to film it you'd think yeah like if if i if someone with poor eyesight pulls focus until it looks in focus to them and shoots it then when you put it on the screen it should look out of focus to other people but not to you but not oh yeah yeah i would still say oh you see what i mean i say oh man i see what you mean because because it is like like objectively out of focus right now you're not looking through the yeah it's object you're right oh I, I think it would still be blurry to you as well. Yeah, I think you're right because oh, ugh, we need because now you're not people. looking through the lens. Now you're just seeing the actual recorded footage. Yes. Oh, 
Okay, so yeah. So if if you have bad vision and pull focus with the camera and it looks clear to you while you're shooting it, would it then continue to look clear on the finished product? Correct. I don't think it would. I don't think it would either. I don't think it would either. But outstanding to think about. Oh boy, this is weird. It is, is it weird. is weird. This is we need to like we need to send this message to Hank Green. This feels can, like a question he could answer. It does. It yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. So okay. So take t- taking a little bit of a left turn as we as we n- get nearish i think we still have one one good topic left in us okay uh for today's episode so in recent episodes we've been talking a little bit about uh like kind of like the idea of like forgiveness and stuff like that that and, we have like a little bit of conflict um so there's a topic that has come up recently that I was very curious about. And it is the idea of discovering information that you were not intended to be privy to Mm, that could or could not affect the way that like that you might view a relationship. So like one thought might be like, let's say I was like, I were to butt dial you on like as I was on the road, like traveling out of town. And so like you pick up the phone and you realize that I am having a conversation with somebody in the car with me about you. Oh, this is like worst nightmare stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's like, you know, and because it, it could be the type of thing where it's like, there's, there's certainly something to be said for a healthy amount of like just basic venting or like, you know, like, you know, being like, ah, oh, they said this and I disagreed with them. You know, like what do, and, and maybe you might talk about it in a way that you might not talk to directly to the person where there, there could or could not have been like conflict associated. Or like maybe you're describing what your issue is to someone else to see if your take was okay or like just, yeah, I don't know. Right, right, right. So it's like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, even especially like maybe I'm even on my way to meet up with you to hang out where we will go and have a jolly good time. Yeah. But upon my arrival, I have just concluded a conversation about like a conflict that you and I had. Mm-hmm. And so now now all of a sudden it's like <clears throat> it's like you be you just became like potentially hurt or upset because you heard a conversation you weren't supposed to but could have existed maybe for its own like healthy reasons entirely mm-hmm. And so it's like, how does that affect, like, do you hold that against the person? Mm, this is, this is very tricky because it could come up in so many different, it could the, like, cause if it's, if it's I, specifically about you, like, you know, if, if, if I overhear your conversation about me on your way to see me or something, I feel like that's something like FYI, I could totally hear you in the car or something. Like, I mean, yeah. And no. I think you, the receiver of the information could, should probably be aware that like you didn't think I could hear you, but right. um, there, there, there is that. But like, let's say I overhear you having a conversation about like um, Beth or something. Sure. You know, then it's like a little bit like now, what do I do? Should I tell Beth? Should I talk to Ben? You know? Yeah. 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 And, and it's like, it's like the weird thing. Uh, another good example of this could be like, leaving like a journal open Uh, or something where it's like it's the goal is not for this information to go anywhere it's like it is a a journal is a tool like a mental health tool in a lot of ways right it is a way to to take your thoughts and put them somewhere yeah 
And so it's like, you know, you, you could get home and like, be like, Oh my gosh, Ben today. He, he was talking about this can crusher shoot and it was ridiculous and I couldn't believe it. And it frustrated me and I was so mad, you know? And it's like, it's like, this could be like the way that you just cope with a disagreement. And in the scheme of things, it's sort of like, th- th- like my coping mechanism was to go home and to write it in my journal. And I feel better about it now because right. like I, I offloaded it. I put it somewhere, right? you know, but then like, if I were to discover that and be like, wow, that rubbed him way harder the wrong way than I realized. And I can't believe he didn't bring it up with me. If he was so upset, he went and wrote it in his journal. Are you kidding me? But it's like, you're not supposed to see the journal. Right. You know, like the whole idea is that it is intended to like, to, to not be a part of like the um, pieces of engagement that you have with another person. It's, it's separate from the relationship that you have with another person. Yeah. Um, so I, I had one of these instances happen early in high school. I don't think I could drive yet, but I was dating a girl and one of her best friends knew that she was like messaging a bunch of guys on MySpace. Yeah. And so her friend reached out to me and was like, <clears throat> let me like here, here is her login and password. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I know. Dangerous. I know. And so now all of a sudden it's kind of like, okay, so I have this relationship with this girl and she's, you know, she's communicating with these other people, but not like dating them, not like, you know, cheating on me or anything, but like certainly way more communication with other guys than she has ever disclosed to me. Okay. And so now all of a sudden I found myself as a kid in this like really odd situation of like, I'm not supposed to be able to see this. Like, this is not. Mm. Well, this is this is interesting because you added an extra layer to it. With like, you've been given the key without. It's not like it's not like it's not you, like you found an open it's journal. Not, yeah, now. it's not like you, you know, yeah, uh, went to the computer after her and her email was open and you got to, and like oh and you're like oh whoops right like right, right. oh what what's happening here it's like you know yeah you. You would then have to go to like MySpace and like actually type it in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and so ultimately this was this was this was my, you know, 15 year old conclusion of what the right thing to do was is I looked. I, I did look. Wow. Which I don't cards I, on the table. I would not I would not do now. Yeah, the, um, let me go ahead and just say the answer is you should not look. Yes, yes. agreed, yeah. agreed. And, and th- I think this was like one of those things where, where as, again, 15-year-old, significant amount of probably insecurity that also drove probably the series of events that led to the conversation where I, I gained this information to begin with. Yeah. Which was probably me asking her best friend if, if there was something to worry about, I imagine, mm-hmm. is probably how she ultimately yielded this information to me. Yeah. But the rule that I did make for myself was that I was not going to, it was like I was not allowed to use any of the information that I discovered at all. So it was like I knew that something else happened and surely it affected like the rest of the relationship I have with this person. But like at no point in time was that like a quiver, mm. you know, in, in like a, like a conversation, you know, like, like that just sounds like, like smart snooping though, more than anything. Well, in, in some capacity, but it was almost like, yeah, I think, I think what I was trying to do was sequester away the information to where it was like, it was like, I do know this, but I wasn't supposed to know this. Yeah. And so it's like, and as a result, it's like, it's, it's almost like null and void. Well, yes and no, but there's no way it can't affect you. Like, like maybe you're not going to say like, like you you certainly, you would then never say like, well, what about the message you sent to this person or whatever, you know, but you, you, you could very easily trap someone in a lie then like you would, it'd be very easy to just like, know, know, like know the truth to the question ahead of time and like 
easily maneuver them into a lie. And then, you know, they were lying to you. Yes, but I would say that part of not using it would also not being would also not be doing those things mm -hmm. like it was it was um, like I, it, it I, would. I mean, and you're you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. There's like, no way to not. There's no it's like to once, not know it. It's like once you know, it's like Pandora's box has been opened. Right. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like it will impact you. And I think that it it gave merit to other concerns that I had that were much more visible. Yeah. Um, but, it, but I would not have gone so far as to be like, let me test if you're lying to me and I will know because I do know the truth, even if I'm not going to reveal that to you. Like mm -hmm. I would say that that would, again, like would not be the kind of putting aside okay. of information that okay. I would have had. Right. Um, but either way, yeah, that was, that was a devastating day. I, I assume it was. Can I tell you that I had sort of the reverse situation of this happened to me? Oh dear. Okay. No, no, it was, this is, this is one of the weirdest things. So I had, it was, um, in college, it was during my senior year. Okay. So I was living in a townhouse uh, with three guys. And um, my junior year, it had been, or it was over the summer, one of them had decided to switch houses. And so we had to find a new roommate or whatever. So it was like the first uh, week living with my, my new roommate, Chris. Okay. And uh, normally, <clears throat> I think by the time you're like a, a senior in college, you've got like a pretty well-established friend group. You've got, you know, stuff you're you know, you're going to deal with other people, but Chris, absolutely great guy. Just had a thousand things to do. Was friends with everyone. Just like, Oh, these are the people I'm living with. These are the people I'll invite to things. It's not like I'm meeting up with other people. I'll just invite these people. They're the people who are here. Sure. Whatever. So, uh, like the first week he was there, I was like, Oh yeah, it's Wednesday. You guys want to go to this comedy club? They do every Wednesday. And I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. Yes, I do. Let's go. And I was like, Oh, it's Thursday. Let's go to this pizza place. They do this cool coin flip thing where if you every order, every pizza you order, they flip a coin. And if you call it right, you get it for free, which let me tell you the worst. Uh, it sounds like 50, 50. It's not. Oh no, <laughs> it's not. We probably, oh, man, we got like seven pizzas that first night. I think we got like one free. It was no, like, a lot of pizza. It's, anyway. a it's a weighted coin. Yeah. So whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> the, uh, the point of the story though, is that I think, I don't know who, I butt dialed or if someone like dialed me and I like butt answered them or something on accident I don't know what the situation was but <clears throat> I was talking to I think I don't know who I was riding in a car with um but our friend John from the GMA was yeah. the person on the other end of the phone and I'm talking to someone in the car about Chris my roommate and most and all I'm saying is like very nice things I'm like he's awesome we keep doing all these cool things he's got like a thing to do every night it's like Monday we're going here Wednesday's like this like, it was this very funny thing where all I was doing was just like like gushing like like how much I enjoy my new roommate oh my so now I see what you mean by the yeah, opposite it's like the opposite you. it's like yeah yes I remember I later was talking to John he was like dude I listened to you for like five minutes you just kept talking about your roommate I was like yep that, okay this is weirdly embarrassing but yeah that was yeah uh-huh it, it's so true it's so true there, there is something about information that was unintended to go elsewhere that makes yeah. it that much more embarrassing yeah like I, I think that i've i've talked about like the the dreaded like eight minute raw footage oh from year yes. one scb mm -hmm. where it was just like i i went to export and exported the the footage not the actual video clip and right. didn't pay attention uploaded it checked my emails had like a hundred comments and was like well well that is about 10 times who had a hot normal. take today <laughs> i know i nailed it uh and then it was just a bunch of people being like uh i don't think he knows you know and it was just like know. me going back and forth and, and like on the whole you know i mean i don't know if you know this about youtubers um we when we record our videos we do not use 
teleprompters. Yeah. So like well, we don't. We don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other people may. Um, but when we are going through and recording any of our videos for like Super Carlin Brothers, it's like in between literally every single cut, it is entirely possible that we recorded each of those sentences two, three, four times and yeah. messed up several times. And mm-hmm. so it's like, it, I mean, it would be embarrassing if you watched me just continuously try to say the same sentence over and over because you'd be watching me mess up. Yeah. You know, like I forgot the line or stumbled on my words or said something in a way that, you know, used the word actually three times, which I do all the time. Yeah. Is it's like actually, and then actually, and then actually, yeah. It's oh, like that is know, a, that is a, yeah, it's a word we're like, well, what actually was happening is here is that he was actually seeing. And it's like, mm, no, you said you, you, you got to you know, use the same word twice in the same sentence. And that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's like this very, like how the sausage is made, but like a little bit too, like, Huh. This is like not in a good way. It's not like behind the scenes where you where, where you like see a little extra. It's like behind the scenes, like this is unpolished. Uh, it's an uncut gem. It, this is this is I think the real because the weird thing is that like even in my situation, even in my story where I'm like just talking about my roommate Chris, where I'm saying nice things, I'm not even being like mean. It still feels embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, I think. Everyone is like afraid that other people will know what they're like behind closed doors or something. Right. You know, and it's like, but like, and even in that case, what was behind closed doors was one, I was already talking to someone else, but two, I wasn't even being mean. It's just like this, like, it just feels like very like raw and like vulnerable when people see information that they're not supposed to. It was entirely unfiltered basically. Yeah. 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 And I think that, um, I think that like my tactic for this particular thing is that like attempting to communicate with people in a way where I would never be upset to be overheard. That okay, yeah, and that is exactly what I was gonna say is the actual answer here. Yes. Is because the general the general rule of thumb is that if anyone you're like talking to, um, maybe other than like your significant other, maybe I wouldn't count like your spouse or something in the situation. Sure. But like if if someone like just like an acquaintance or a friend is like uh basically probably gossiping is the right word. Dishing. Is dishing. Is someone is like saying bad things about someone else to you, you can almost guarantee that exact person is saying bad things about you to other people. Yeah. Like that is that is a very like that's it, pretty much the truth. <laughs> it, it's very difficult yeah. to be to be immune to to this to, to exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Like like for for this to be someone who regular regularly gossips about other people to be like the one friend that they have that never does anything wrong. Nothing nothing of like right. conversation ever. Yeah. Um yeah, like gossip's gossip. That's sort of a that's that's just sort of how it is. Um but so you're right. The real the real solution is to not say thing is to just is to follow the like the age old rule. Of, like if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say it, you know, like like at all times. Like one of my the, on, on the other hand, one of my favorite things to like stumble across on like Twitter or Reddit or something is when people have been falling into this exact trap. Like I was scrolling through Twitter last night and I found like a like a thread where someone had posted like a screenshot where 
some some guy friend of theirs had like asked them out and then they had responded back to that guy um thinking they were respond thinking they were talking to a friend like oh no this guy asked me out <gasps> like he's such a creep what do i do or something <laughs> you know and oh, actually they'd said that no. back to the person and it, like i love finding these because it's like oh no it's like watching a train wreck you know it's so terrible but it's like the real answer is you just shouldn't like you know i don't know yeah, yeah, it's like it's like don't don't have that to say anyway, or right. or at the very least, I think that it would still be it would be just as embarrassing if you were to accidentally respond and be like, you know, this guy just asked me out. I don't want to go out with him, but I'm not sure what to say. Like that would still be incredibly embarrassing to say back to the person, but it, it's a heck of a lot less bad than saying help this creep just asked me out right you know and it's like <sighs> right and yeah. like I, who, who knows what the guy's actually like or whatever maybe it was an actual super duper creepy person but um sure yeah but you will i you will not be able to find yourself in that situation if you are just not mean all the time yeah it, and it's it's a it's a thing to carry with you i feel like it's is sort of this thought of sort of like if you are discussing someone if you are um i don't know yeah like yeah, discussing someone I think is probably the best way to say it. It's almost like if they were there, would you be upset? Ah, uh, yes. W- would they be upset if they mm-hmm. heard this? Mm-hmm. And I would say the other thing that has made me very real about this situation is I am much more willing to con- like confront people sounds much more aggressive. But like, I think that as the years have gone on, I have been much more determined that if there is this type of thing, it's like, I am not unwilling to have this conversation with this person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if they, if they were here, if I had an opportunity that like, wasn't, you know, out to lunch with the rest of our friends, if we can sit down and talk, like I will address this thing. Right. You know? And so that maybe that's, maybe that's like part of the rule. It's like, <laughs> If they were there, would they be upset? And even if it's, let's see here. Let me see if I can get this out. If it's, if it is something that they were there and they would be upset about, is it something that you would be willing to talk to them about anyway? Mm. You know? Right. It's like, oh, this person, they're always late to everything. You know, it's like, would you, would you sit down with them and be like, look, you're late to stuff all the time. Like it's becoming such a problem that like, it's hard to hang out with you because we keep missing stuff because we're always <laughs> yeah. late. Right. You know, I, I, I use that frequently cause I'm constantly late. Mm. So it's, it's like, you know, <clears throat> that's my example because I usually am. Yeah, um, cause you're the late person because I'm the late person. People yeah. need to talk to me about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, then we need to talk. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so may, maybe that's another, another good thing too, is that like, if you are venting about something to somebody, it's like, would you consider? Because I feel like it can help. Like if there's something that you have to vent about to somebody, have that conversation with that person. Mm. Because I think a lot of times it's like if you don't and you carry the resentment with you, it's it's kind of like, what is the line from Star Wars? It's like fear leads to anger. Fate. Anger leads, leads to, to hate. hate. Hate leads to the dark side. Exactly. And you don't want to lead to the dark side. Yeah. You don't want to be on the dark side. Those are the bad guys. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to be the bad guys, people. (laughs) Although I'm not entirely sure you want to be the Jedi either. Well, yeah, the Jedi are pretty corrupt by the end there. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of lost their way. You want like the ideal version of the Jedi, not like the High Republic, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like, I feel like we've reached a good spot. Okay, good. I feel like we've gave some advice. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the, the, the folks out there, the little colonels can, can go and, and have a tough conversation, Mm. you know? Here's here, this would be this would be very funny to do. To do you think people 
you could you could arrange fake butt dials. <gasps> you know? Like do a butt dial on purpose? Oh, this yes, like do a butt dial on like like a like a fake butt dial and then like if if I were to like call you and then just sort of set the phone on the table and be like and let you overhear a conversation or I said nice things about you. That seems like a different kind of manipulation. I was going to say it still feels like manipulation. It, it still does. feels like there's a plan. It does sound like yeah. Yeah, not a good idea. Yeah. I, you know, the more I'm saying it out loud, I think this is the plot of an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Nice. Yeah. I think they do uh they they do this exact thing. They fake butt dials and they lie they like talk to the other person like I I they lie about not being able to go to plans with the other person because they've already got commitments to like the person they butt dialed and then the person they butt dialed feels so bad that they're like they're like, Oh no, don't worry. So they get to like go to the thing with their friends instead. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's wow. what they're doing. That's wow. sneaky. Okay. Anyway, I'm just remembering stuff in my head now. There you go. So there you <coughs> go, guys. Uh, for for maybe the question today is is have you ever stumbled across information about yourself that you were not you were not supposed to be privy to? Mm. And and how did you react to that situation? Uh, you can send any of your your thoughts or ideas over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Uh, we are also over on Reddit, which is just popcorn culture. And if you want to help us determine who the one true host is week in, week out, you can go and check us out over on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash popcornculture. Yeah, you can vote for either host Jazzy J or Buzzy B, whatever. You know, that's an option too. Buzzy B. Yeah, Buzzy B. Whichever whichever tier has the most votes determines who is the one true host. Exactly. Exactly. It's been going swimmingly so far. Yeah, for you. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, guys, until next week. Pop, pop. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.